Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. Hi, Caitlin. Did you survive Pride? No. Oh, anyways. <laughs> Which is I'm, funny because yeah. <laughs> we're recording in the middle of Pride Month right now, but it'll be mm. over by the time this happens. Um. By the way, I'm Martyr. I'm C. Tepper. And this is... <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> um, trying not, not trying not to break the sound barrier. We always usual. do, though. I heard it. I know. I heard it broke. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, well, on this lovely, um, indistinguished July date, um, yes, <laughs> who we talking July. about? Who we, who we, who we doing? What are we doing? We got Miss Cherry Poppins. Woo! Hello, part of the work family, I guess. Right? Yeah, part of the work family. I think. So. Yes, I am. Which I like. I've wanted to interview for you for a while, but it just—it was just a matter of time. <laughs> and who knew that it would happen after a brunch when I was drunk? Yeah. <laughs> as it as one usually books events. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm good. I actually just had a date today, so oh. we'll see if, when this episode's released if this person's still in my life. Oh wow! <laughs> I don't know. That's where you were. That's awesome. Well, I did that earlier in the day, okay, and then I had okay. run some errands downtown because right. you know it's Pride season, so I'm sewing a lot of stuff and trying to like, uh, you know, make as much money while also spending a, the least amount of money. So, as one does yeah. <laughs> during Pride. <laughs> Just trying to survive. That's all I we know. can do. We'll see if you lived for this episode to air. <laughs> you know, if this is not, this is my memoriam. So yeah, better be is, we're, we're, do, we're looking back at your life before it's over because of pride. Oh, <laughs> what a tragic life I've lived. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so going back in time, where are you from originally? I'm originally from Michigan, a little tiny village called Stockbridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's very small. No one knows where it is. Even if you're from Michigan, you're like, where is that? Uh, yeah, then I moved here when I was 18, mm-hmm. went to college here, and have been here since. Yeah. So I... Cherry is a New yeah. York City showgirl, mm-hmm. but Michael is a farm boy from Michigan. Oh, was it a lot of culture shock when you came here? No. <laughs> you were ready for it. In. Yeah. No, You're I literally like... showed up here and was like, Broadway, musicals, <laughs> homosexuals. What a what a grand life. And you went to Marymount, which is right next to where I went to college, Hunter College. Yeah. We were college buddies. <laughs> yes. I mean, Taking I don't know. Six train. Oh God. <laughs> I don't know when you were in college but uh 2013 to 2017 okay yeah I was one was it nope that was after me <laughs> I'm really old <laughs> I'm trying to think I think I was tw- 2008 to 2012 so oh, you, you, you came right after me to the city <laughs> yeah uh, I love it here <laughs> <laughs> so you went to study musical theater how was that what what like what part yes, of musical uh, theater because there's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. 
like so I studied musical theater performance Mm -hmm. yeah so the program at Marymount when I was there was like two-tiered you did the acting program and then you had like a musical theater minor and now it's a BFA in musical theater Mm. but it's the same program Mm -hmm. so it's basically like singing dancing acting every day um dancing every day and then like theater classes on top of that so it was was a good program it's just uh now I do all of it at once and uh, (laughs) I also cross-dress so it's it's a a joy it's a treat (laughs) I feel like um like performance going to college for that or acting school to drag queen pipeline is very strong in the city <laughs> yeah it, if you come here and you're like i'm not getting cast in what i want to do mm-hmm. you're like i'm gonna do what i want to do and that's where drag happens yeah did you have like a dream role that you wanted very much to do? that mm-hmm. uh in college i was like i wanted to do book of mormon ah um not only because i'm white but also because I can tap <laughs> and like that was like oh little white twinkie chorus boys just tapping in the ensemble I'm like that sounds right up my alley I feel like I mean book form is still happening it's still happening <laughs> yeah but I don't tap like that anymore uh, okay yeah yeah I mean like dancing like to that level is very you know really have but to I- admit <laughs> genuinely I do not believe my body could take that mm-hmm. anymore yeah I mean the life of a dance is pretty short yes yeah so doing a drag I am is not, better <laughs> I'm not a dancer though either so like I'm, okay. I'm a heavy mover <laughs> I breathe very very heavy when I move okay oh, no. that is what happens <laughs> so how did you get involved in the drag scene so I was actually, I think it's really funny because I feel like most drag queens before they start doing drag are kind of afraid of drag queens because they're afraid of what they want to become, you know? <laughs> yeah. For so sure, like, for young sure. Young little gamey was like, I, like I saw Marty Gold Cummings and I was terrified. <laughs> As you should be. <laughs> and I like saw that and I was like, but there's like some kooky campy side of this that I'm really into. And then I started um, dabbling in it. And then I had some friends watching Drag Race and I watched an episode and I was like, oh, these people aren't as talented as me, but I could do this. <laughs> and so I was like, let's try it. And then I did a singing competition. Uh, I had torn my hamstring and then I did a singing competition. So I just sat there and I made top three. And I was like, maybe there's a world where this is what I do. Yeah, where was that? What competition? Um, that was at New York's Next Top Drag Queen. Yeah. That was at the Metropolitan Room on like 24th and like 5th. Holly okay. Day hosted it. Okay. I think I did season three. It was right before the Metropolitan Room shut down. Okay. Yeah. So you got your That was, I think, glory. <laughs> five and a half years ago, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Five mm-hmm. years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that got you like the drag bug. Yeah, I definitely, like, I mean, I wasn't good. (laughs) I (laughs) I thought I was. Yes. (laughs) I was untouchable, but I was also, like, very bad. (laughs) And, like, figuring it out. Because, yes, performance and going to school for performance is one thing, but drag is such a different beast. You have to do everything at once. Mm -hmm. And that is what was hard. I feel like for a lot of new queens, too, is, like, trying to balance, like, the hosting the performance and like 
selling drinks and like being a promoter as well. Mm-hmm. There's so many facets that go into drag that like it takes a while to master and sometimes you don't ever master it. Mm-hmm. I, I read some of your interviews early on and I love the looks when you were a baby queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh I I know some of those interviews I thought I was like gonna be somewhere immediately mm-hmm. but and then I also started with like Jan and Rosé mm-hmm. and all these queens that did like skyrocket so quickly yes and so that was a trajectory that I saw a lot of my friends that I like would go out and drink with all of a sudden they're like, oh, doing shows once a week. They're like being booked at like major bars in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And here I am like doing guest spots and I was like very bitter for a minute, mm-hmm. but everyone's on their own journey. So. Yeah. Everyone has their own timeline, I feel like. Yeah. And like, if you do it long enough, you're going to end up having gigs somewhere. Someone's going to book you. Right, yeah. Martyr? I don't know anything about that, Caitlin. Why would you bring that up? I'm over here begging for pride gigs right yeah, now. Yeah, she's like, I need pride gigs. Um, give me those corporate dollars, please. Um, That's right. Give me yeah. the money. Give me the I want money, you to pay baby. my rent this week. Oh, the rent is secured for the month. I am good, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about next month and the following month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how did you get your drag name? Well, I'm obsessed with uh, the 90s, early 2000s, millennial, like, gay bullshit. I think mm-hmm. it's so fun. And I grew up watching A Shot of Love with Tequila Tequila yes. and all that, like, trashy reality TV. So and good. so I was like, I need something that's trashy, but also something that's, like, dorky and nerdy. And I'm a huge Disney fan and I'm a Broadway nerd. So, like, Mary Poppins came to mind. Little Mermaid came to mind and I was like what let's find a fun innuendo and then you know I just was the most innovative and thought of Cherry Poppins no one's ever thought about it before so I was just (laughs) I I birthed the name and all of a sudden I was like this is it (laughs) (laughs) one of a kind unique (laughs) yeah gorgeous unique one of a kind never been done before never been done Well, so this name has currently stirred some controversy this past week. Why don't you tell us about it? So this lovely man, his name is Josh Hammer. Shout out to Josh Hammer for making me a Twitter famous for a moment. Woo! Um, don't follow him. He's a Trumper. Yeah, but not a good person. He does spend a lot of time at the blue store. So if you need your dick sucked, he's probably going to be there. <laughs> But he showed up and like, what? Go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) I said what I said. (laughs) Um, Please don't sue us, whoever you are. I was about to say, the uh, wigging out um, does not Not be (laughs) self-evident. Freedom of speech, something, I don't know. Yeah. Second Amendment, I have protections. <laughs> not Second Amendment. <laughs> That's the issue that we're about. Exactly. <laughs> fucking drag queens are ruining lives of people and like children and like grooming children. Speaking of, I had Bella Noche there, mm-hmm. and she's part of Drag Queen Story Hour. That's been like harassed and attacked, and so she was there this entire time, like being like, "You have to engage with it, or you're like people are just gonna like run you over." Mm-hmm. And so I was That's like, true. "Okay." I was like, 
this this entire group of Twitter like Christ Bible thumpers like came at me and were like tweeting not at me because he didn't actually tag me because he didn't have the balls to do that yeah but or even the brunch or Chelsea Market right we need I some mean promo. also like if you're gonna tag someone at least have the balls to tag me yeah like especially if you're like a right wing Trumper and you do not have like the audacity to like actually tag someone I'm like mm, you're a coward mm-hmm. <laughs> I have an issue with that because mm-hmm. you don't want to fight you just want to talk shit well I I know a lot of people who've been attacked by the right wing in different facets of drag and it's just like crazy Facebook's pretty bad though Facebook I think is even worse than Twitter but... I think because Facebook's where all the old people are yeah exactly it's just a huge mess I just don't I think there's so much more important things in the world that we need to be worried about than like me doing a brunch in Chelsea Market (laughs) in Chelsea New York which is like one of the gayest neighborhoods yeah canonically in New York City (laughs) (laughs) also like they keep talking about children but who's bringing the children to the shows you know stupid parents yeah so that's not your fault no also Who's bringing the children to these story hours? The parents. Yeah. Why are you attacking the drag queen? Yeah. The drag queens are getting up. paid to show up there. Yeah. I don't come to your job and tell you you can't serve McDonald's ice cream, bitch. <laughs> Not what happens. <laughs> so, so that's what's been going on with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also love, I'm a drama person. I think it's fun. Yeah. Like, if people want to talk shit, I think it's hilarious because everyone does. No one doesn't. Mm-hmm. And if you think that you're that no one's ever going to say anything negative about you, people will probably talk more shit about you than you know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. What? Right, Martyr? <laughs> what? I'm loved by everyone, Caitlin. What are you talking about? <laughs> um so switching topics a little bit um you are part of the house in Dubois who else yes. is in this yes. house just Steepy and I oh it's just you guys <laughs> I feel like there was a bigger house <laughs> um well so Fifi when she took the name Dubois again in true like immaculate form she came upon the name of Fifi Dubois which yeah. is also so original, you so know, original. Dubois, never been done before. Never. <laughs> um, and she had, there's a couple other Dubois in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas Dubois, if you're yeah. familiar with her. Mm-hmm. Um, she and Fifi didn't get along for a long time because she thought that they were like trying to like be the same person. Okay. Um, or there's some drama there. I don't exactly know. It's old drama. It's buried. Yeah. But she took the name and then she's like an independent Dubois, I guess. Uh, and she's had children before, from what I understand. Okay. But I believe she probably ate them or um, <laughs> maybe she killed them. I don't really know. <laughs> but I am now the only one that she currently claims. Yes. Ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what's the house like? Um, it's a lot of Jack. A lot of Jack. We drink a lot of Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Have um, you done shows together? So last summer, 
um, when I was at Monster. So when I got hired at Monster, I was hosting and like doing seating because that's kind of what we were doing as drag queens coming out of this pandemic that we were, we had. We were like, I guess we're just gonna like be like elevated hostesses and just like seat people and walk people and then like yeah. do a couple numbers. Yeah. So I was doing that at Monster. And then when things started like shifting a little after Pride, I had I was working Sundays and then I was working like the door other days of the week. But Sunday night, Fifi came in to cover for Brenda while she was gone. And Fifi and I started working together. And then we started like, she kind of like gave me a mic one night and like we kind of co-hosted the night together. And then that's kind of just what it turned into. So like by the time Brenda came back in September after Fire Island season was over, Fifi and I were like this mm -hmm. and had been co-hosting with each other. And like, that was right before I did Miss Comedy Queen um, in New York, Miss Big Adam's Apple. And she, the week before was like, if you need anything, let me know. I love you. Walked out, turned back around and said, do you want to be my drag daughter? Oh. And I was like, yes, yes, I do. And she's been like the best ever since. Aww. She's hired me, she does Diva Royale. And so I've been able to like work on some impersonations hmm. and bring those out. Um, like who? I, I started doing uh, Babs. <laughs> I started doing Miley. I'm working on an Ariana. I'm working on like Eliza. Ooh. Trying to find stuff that I can like classic divas that I can sing live and then contemporary divas that I can lip sync to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Maybe some but... Katy Perry. <laughs> Who knows? I'm here for all of it. <laughs> yeah. And then she came down to Comedy Coon with me. So like we've had a very intense and close couple months. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like the house is going strong. It is. <laughs> Do you plan on expanding at any point? Um, I know that my tubes are tied. I'm never going <laughs> to have drag children. Okay. Smart. I don't want the responsibility of trying to like claim someone and help them. I yeah. would rather just help someone. Like if you're okay. my friend and like we're, we're friends, like I will help you. I'll sew for you. I'll like help you with wigs, like whatever you need. Mm -hmm. But a daughter is not, nope, nope, not happening. <laughs> no, thank you. Sounds, makes sense. I could see that. <laughs> I don't believe in children. Yeah, or children <laughs> go to drag shows. <laughs> no, just period. I don't believe in children either. Yeah, it's a controversial opinion, but I do believe children belong in cages. Yeah. <laughs> for me personally, I've never seen a child, so I don't, I don't think they exist. Who are they? What are they doing here? And I'm uh, at peace with that. <laughs> so the last question for this little segment is you call yourself NYC's pastel pop princess. Who are your who are your favorite like pop princesses? And what makes you unique? <laughs> um wow. <laughs> what are you good at? <laughs> like, Why do you, you do what you do? Because I feel like pop princesses, like they have their own like very specific style. So how would mm. you like categorize yeah. your version I of mean, pop? I feel like I don't want to say Katy Perry because Katy Perry does a lot like high camp stuff. And I like it, but I think it's, some of it's gaudy. I think like a Dua Lipa moment where it's like big and extravagant, but also kind of campy mm -hmm. is where I kind of fit like fashion wise. Mm -hmm. 
it's like the Zygmunt like girl group kind of aesthetic but like the kookiness of like Kesha being like a wild party animal or like like Kesha, Brittany, Ariana, Betty Who, uh, if you want to go 90s, I mean, Spice Girls, Little Mix is like that type of girl group camaraderie from like the 90s, early 2000s is kind of where I pull like my pop side of it. Mm-hmm. And then the princess side of it's more of like a mixture of all, like I call myself like a Disney princess if she is like actually try to process the trauma of what happened in her movie, <laughs> you know, as an adult. Yeah. I'm like, if Ariel actually got over her daddy issues or like, you know, the was it Stockholm Syndrome? That, uh, uh Bell, oh, Bell, Bell, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if you actually process those, you know, traumatic events in your life, like being kidnapped by a giant beast, who I just called dad, but very different story. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's kind of like where it, it melds together and like, I feel like it's very millennial to be like, I love pastels. I'm also like a pop culture junkie. So it's like Clueless, Strawbreaker, Heathers, Mean Girls, Legally Blonde. That's kind of like very basic and white of me, but also like what I grew up watching. Same. <laughs> but I think that style of drag is really having a moment right now. So I feel like you're very on trend with what's going on, at least with the drag scene. And well, like, it's also like I'm also a Broadway shows. girl, yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. it's like a lot of like things that fit together. Where I'm like, I can do all these t- different things, and so mm-hmm. let me just like kind of do them all and figure it out as I'm going along, instead of like settling on one because that's boring. Mm-hmm. And like people are have multi facets. Why can't drag characters? That's right. I, I I've read that you've done cabaret shows before, but would you ever do any yeah. in the future? Um, I'm actually working on one right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm, it's called Disneyfied. Oh. And it is going to be like pop rock covers of like all the Disney songs with like a three piece. Um, it's like drums, bass, guitar, piano, and then three backup singers. Oh my goodness. You Trying to do a- that in like August. Do you have a venue yet for that? Um, I'm looking at a couple. Mm-hmm. I know... Uh, uh, a couple of the bars I work at are trying to make it more of a performance space. Mm-hmm. So I've talked to them and like, that's probably the, would be like the easiest, but I've, I've done stuff at the duplex. I would love to be the, like to do the Beachman. I think that'd be so fun. Oh, uh, I feel like it would be a perfect fit for that. Yeah. But it's more of like a concert. So I'm not sure if it's like more of like a Joe's pub moment. Mm. Like that's a big I know stage. It's not, that's fine i mean i'm, I'm here for it i'm here for it if you could <laughs> and then i could like out. bring guests in too like i could bring in like my some of my friends that have been on broadway and be like hey can you come like sing a song with my band for this night my goodness the only way to do things and make things bigger are to do them yourself i know you can't wait for someone to make the decision for you you got to do it for yourself it sounds like such a good show i want to go <laughs> well this is everything I tickets. love. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, um, I think we're going to talk about your uh, pop culture junkie-ness. Is that a word? Junkiness? Whatever. Are we? Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, in our next little segment. So we'll be right back, kids. Bye. Wait, can you just say wait?
wig. Okay. And we're back. Um, we just had a heated discussion and debate about um, pride gigs. That's right, children. Cherry, what are your thoughts on pride gigs? What are your pride plans? What are you doing? Um, I am very busy this week and I'm very grateful. <laughs> Yay, we love to see it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I have 10 gigs. And then oh, I have oh my days. God. Good for you. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, hope you survive but like good for you, you. <laughs> yeah She's i have booked. three gigs on pride sunday and i'm very excited <gasps> what what are you doing i mean yeah. the episode will be out by the time this happened but yeah. i want to know please tell us yeah well on pride sunday i'm doing um this project called little words project it's a bracelet company mm-hmm. that is uh doing like a meet and greet pop-up so i'm going to be there yeah. from noon to 1 30 and then I have my brunch at Ayala Thai that they're doing a big like pride show. So I was able ah. to like hire a couple other girls and like a go-go boy. And so we're doing that from two to four. And then from five to 10, I'm going to be at John Doe on Fifth Avenue on the parade route hmm. doing shows, pop-up shows all night. Wow. Yeah. I also will be stuck in Chelsea Market. Sorry. hey we'll come by and say hi <laughs> please because every pride i'm always working i i, I yeah. do nothing for pride and uh, they usually they close off like the streets to get to chelsea market so like i i have nothing to do wait with why would they do that uh because the parade the parade route they it goes on seventh cl- app though i don't know I, at least it couple last couple of years they've been like closing a lot of the streets down for pride because oh, no, you want, I hope not because it um it crosses and then turns yeah and I think that I don't know it closes something with that I don't know the parade route's weird it's very <laughs> weird and I don't like it because it makes it very hard for people to get to Chelsea Market and for people to meet up with it <laughs> yep yep that's it but I'm excited it's gonna mm-hmm. be a fun week um I'm going to have another couple hosting gigs throughout the week, but it's going to be chill. I'm going to try to make as much money as possible. I have yes. some new garments coming in, some new wigs that I'm going to be wearing this weekend. So I'm very excited to where show you- the world. Yeah. Where do you get your, your stuff from here? Your tracks? Um, I get my wigs. So my human hair wigs I get from um, Shelby Late. Mm-hmm. Um, she does all my human stuff. And then this girl in... Vegas her name is styled by the plug has done all hmm. my hair for the last like year oh wow all my like wigs yeah I love that um she's great they're like helmets <laughs> they don't move and I like uh, the bangs good. don't move but everything else flows and mm-hmm. so it feels like it's great for like doing some turns and like singing some songs I love that <laughs> yeah get more into a little bit of drags we're gonna pivot to about you being in the pageant scene. <laughs> oh, yes. I've done a couple of those. <laughs> a couple of those. So I was researching you, and I read about how Tina Burner used to mentor you. Oh, yes. We don't talk about that anymore. Oh, you don't? Okay. I didn't no. know how it was. <laughs> we can cut that out if you want. Mm-hmm. No, it's fine. It was okay. a time in my life that happened. Okay. <laughs> I'm grateful. She taught me how to sew. Mm-hmm. Um, 
she taught me how to drink. <laughs> um, she taught me how to. She, she Tina Burner is one thing, and that is a workhorse, and she knows what she does. Mm-hmm. Especially when she was in the city before Drag Race, like she ran the, sh- the she ran the shit in Manhattan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And um, there, that's I think that's what she gets credit for a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And that is what I take away from that experience. I learned mm-hmm. how to like, I learned how to sew, I learned how to stitch, I learned how to do like make reveals, stuff that I never really thought I would learn how to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm grateful for it, but she didn't really like help me in pageantry i would say okay mm-hmm. she was like you have to figure it out on your own mm-hmm. so what were like the first couple pageants you ever did um my very first pageant i did was i believe miss industry um the year lolita go lightly won i think that was the last year they actually did it i competed against like honey davenport and holly box springs holly box springs and i've kind of become like pageant sisters mm-hmm. in that sense because we've competed against each other a lot uh and then i did i think miss i did in that year i did miss stone uh, stonewall industry miss hell's kitchen and this uh pageant called miss skirball that was at nyu oh I, I kind of became that girl that they called because they're like, oh, you have a package ready. Just come do it. Mm-hmm. That's good. That means you were professional. <laughs> yeah. What have you learned doing pageants? Um, how to be professional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pageants is very, they teach you how to like hone on to one ability, try to make that the best you can and then let it all go perform it and get critiques mm-hmm. and I love improving I love getting critiques I when I'm not in drag I like reading my critiques and everything when I'm in drag if I read them I will get upset <laughs> um oh I have stories about national comedy queen that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh that you, I like yeah huh You've done like a lot of like comedy pageants. Like how is that yeah. different than like a, your regular pageant? Well, so I did Miss Ms. America the year before the pandemic mm-hmm. and got really positive feedback. And I've always considered myself kind of, I think I'm funnier when I'm in the conversation, but I do a lot of like pop music because that's also what I love. So doing a comedy pageant, I'm like, okay, so let me focus on the comedy. Let me figure out like the brunch to all the jokes let me take a mix that I've done and like make it funnier and add more production to it and see how I do and I think I've done pretty well <laughs> I, you have you've competed in some pretty big pageants <laughs> yeah I did miss big Adam's apple so I had signed up for that when it originally was supposed to happen which was like two weeks before <laughs> the pandemic or like the week before or something like that so it got canceled and then I did Miss Quarantine Comedy Queen during the pandemic and was the third alternate, second alternate. I was, I came in third, whatever that, whatever that means. I won some money. It was nice. Perfect. And then I did Miss Big Adam's Apple when it came back. And then there I was approached by the owners of the pageant and they were told me that if I wanted to go to nationals, I just had to do one more pageant and they would qualify me from there. 
because there there's a wild card spot and they're like it's yours if you do it so I basically was like okay so I did the last chance comedy queen in Florida and then did national comedy queen the next month and how was that that's a really big pageant right yeah (laughs) there were 17 of us oh wow oh wow Um, that's huge yeah yeah 17 at nationals um it was a lot of fun I laughed a lot (laughs) had a great time I I mean I still talk to some of these girls like every other day I had a bunch of them message me most of them commented on that post that about uh that Republican it's just like it's just like very funny that like we're from all different parts of the country but we sat back there and night one and night two and like we were just so supportive of each other we all were like bringing our top level comedy and everyone's stuff was funny that was the worst part is that everyone was <laughs> fucking funny and it was like because you see things in the city and sometimes you're like oh, that's not that funny or like mm-hmm. that's not that good but everyone brought it and I feel like this was the first year that like a bunch of really really pretty girls also were doing comedy because there were like everyone was just stunning hmm. like the makeup skills were incredible the talent level was incredible the gowns were outrageous it was just a really campy fun time it sounds like such a fun show to go to like I would love to go to that pageant (laughs) oh so here's where the story comes in it was really fun until I didn't make top 10 Mm -hmm. and which fun fact uh I was 13th I tied 13th 14th with someone okay um so 13th yeah and (laughs) there were only uh eight points between us and number eight in the top 10 Mm -hmm. and between us and number five there was only like I want to say 20 points so it was very very close like and then it was like 15 through whatever was like it trickled off from like 15 to like someone that was I think like 60 points behind us oh wow yeah like it was very much like this group of people it was very very close and then the people in the lead were in the lead mm. what are they like what are the like portions of like as i know traditional pageants but like what do they so judge for, for that for comedy queen you do a uh, presentation which is whatever the theme is um but make it funny so this year's theme was horror or so for the prelims it was broadway and like musical theater and then for nationals it was horror and so for this next year all the prelims will be horror Uh, or horrors being horrors so I did um uh the human centipede and I had sex dolls attached to me (laughs) and I came out with like a long trench coat that hid them and then I took the trench coat off and I like did a little like folksy song about being a human centipede And then you do comedic talent. So just the funniest of the funny. It can be whatever you want. And then you do um, at the uh, first night, prelim nights, you do uh, gown, outrageous evening wear. So it doesn't have to be funny, but it has to be outrageous. Ah. So my seems very broad. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You can literally do whatever. Okay. So like one girl, the girl that won Mr. Miss Adrian, shout out to her um she did her for the first night she did the um broken like twisted neck uh fuck Meryl Streep and 
Oh, um, oh. Death Becomes um, Her? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then for finale night, she did Dr. Ock. So she had like a big back piece that had like <laughs> the arms and she had like the orange gown. I did not go that far. I was a marijuana plant. <laughs> <laughs> I came out with like a giant marijuana back piece and like a rhinestone gown. And I was like, look at me be a pretty marijuana plant. <laughs> for the prelim, I did a beanie baby gown. I that saw that. That was based that. on the Princess Diana Bear. Yeah, I, you, t- you took photos of that for your Insta. Yeah. I love yeah. that look. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's a lot of Beanie Babies. <laughs> I know, my childhood all wrapped on. Mine too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that I was going to have thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And then I just spent it on a gown instead. <laughs> I mean, it's probably worth more as that gown. Uh, honestly, I added <laughs> a lot of rhinestones to that gown too. So come at me. <laughs> <laughs> um so switching gears i know you do this funk go-go dance party at monster bar with holly day how's that yeah (laughs) um i really love it actually the so first holly's great oh hi cat oh oh do you hear it yeah (laughs) why are you so loud cat oh anyway holly dad that's what you wrote in the. <laughs> no, I did. Oh, Holly Dad. Yeah, you wrote Holly Dad. <laughs> oh, it was that was autocorrect. And I was just like, oh, at a spunk go go. I was like, is that a punk? Holly Dad? <laughs> Holly Dad. I was like, okay, Kayla. I mean, that that could be another queen. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I like that. She's already changed her name once. You can do it again. Holly Dad. There you go. <laughs> no, Holly Day, legend. <laughs> yes. She's been in drag for 17 years. Yeah. Oh my God, that's older Forever. than me. Forever. Forever. Insane. Um, no, she's fun. Uh, we have a good time. We, again, drink and <laughs> watch the naked men dance around in their panties. Very nice. That I party's been like, going on for a while, too. Yeah, eight years at Pieces and uh, I think 15 at Monster, Yeah, I want to say. Oh, did Maybe it? Ten. Did it switch venues or is it? Uh, no. So monster, we do monster uh, Thursday and Saturday, and then we do Sunday night at Pieces. Gotcha. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So Holly hosts the Saturday night spunk and mm-hmm. Sunday night spunk, and then Thursday night we have rotating uh, co-hosts come in. So it's Brenda Darling, Bootsy LaFerris, Anita D, and Fifi Dubois rotate throughout the month. And then if there's like an extra Wednesday, it usually goes to like Egypt or some like guest host. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so rare to have like Coco in the city. So. Yes. It's like one of the few places I feel like. It's okay. nice because there's people that have come and started dancing at Spunk that are now working at other venues too. So it's nice to see like their career kind of start and like go somewhere if they actually wanted to. Oh. At least the gay ones. At least the gay ones. <laughs> gag. True. Another gig that's not really a gig that you've done. You did Two Girls, One Show with Elise Navidad on YouTube. Hey, that's my sis. <laughs> yes. How's she's it such been a working stupid with her? Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's so fun. Uh, I have a great time with her. We are able to do a lot of really ridiculous things with each other because we've worked with each other for such a long time now 
that I don't have the pleasure of doing with other queens. There's very few queens in the city that I've worked with for like many years on end that I have the relationship I have with Lisa that I have. She's also like my best friend, like we hang out all the time. Um, and doing that show was where I learned how to talk nonstop. Mm. So th there's this really fun thing that we did one time. And it was just like, so we would baby bird, like the white claws we would drink. So we put them in our mouths. And then like on camera, if we got tipped to do it, would just like tip the white claw into each other's mouths and try to like make each other drink without getting it all over each other. But there was this one night that we were doing that, but we hadn't done a number for an hour and a half. And we had just been talking and like doing ridiculous shit. And someone came down, I think it was my roommate came down or like his roommate texted her and was like, hey, um, you guys haven't done a number yet. And we were like, oh. <laughs> She, oh. I think she's the only girl I could do that with. <laughs> like, just be ridiculous for hours on end in front of a camera. What a treat. <laughs> what fun that was. <laughs> Is that show still happening? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was. <laughs> so we ended the week after Pride last year. Okay. Um, we did every single Monday until then and I we were like because it was also a time to like we hung out we didn't really drink that much toward the end but we were doing it for fun and like the only thing we ever wanted out of it was like if we could make $40 for pizza and our meal at the end of the night and like pay for our liquor and pay for everything it was a success but yeah um no and then once we stopped doing that show we started doing some live shows together and we had been pitching those and we still pitch them, but she's doing like we were like she's with me all day on brunch on Sunday for Pride. Mm -hmm. She's doing brunch and then she's doing the John Doe thing with me. Like we book each other as often as we can. Yeah. It's like a two for one deal. Yeah. And like we were, had a show at um, Headroom in Jersey together that before Headroom, you know, got axed. Ooh. And we were working at Monster together. So we've subbed in there a couple times and we've done some Stonewall stuff together again. And we've pitched shows places. It's just like, everyone is pitching shows right now. Mm -hmm. And it's hard, it, it's competitive business. Yeah. I'll see, yeah, I'm sure. I, I so, don't envy producers. It sounds like a headache and a half. It's stressful. Yeah. yeah. Um, so good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I love putting together a show and like pitching mm. it, mm. but it takes so much work to do it right. Mm. And once you start pitching a show for a long time and you haven't had any bites in a minute, mm -hmm. it's hard to keep that show alive. So it's like, you have to reformat it and redo things because like, obviously that version of the show doesn't work. So mm. yeah. Yeah. Producing, it's fun. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Ridiculous. What stresses me out is just getting people to the event. Yeah. I like, I am a firm believer. Like, yes, we have to bring our following. We're supposed to have people that come for us, right? Yeah. I think it's more about if people see your name on a poster outside and you're, they're like, oh, it's like, say Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, it's a Tuesday. And this person's, I don't know, at fucking Stonewall. I don't know. And they're like, oh, she's there Tuesdays. I, Stonewall, oh, it's a Tuesday. I like her. Let me go in. 
Mm-hmm. instead of like you have to bring your following like you have to show up with like a mass of people like that's yeah that's ridiculous. never gonna happen yeah <laughs> also like some shows there are going to be only five people in the audience yep and the real test of if you're a good drag queen is if you can still do the show for five people that's right See. in my hey. opinion nope you're right i'm brought in to enhance your experience at this bar and also bring people into the bar mm-hmm so on a slow day i'm still going to be there but on the busy day i'm still going to be there yep consistent yeah (laughs) that's key Mm -hmm. so we talked about a little bit in this episode but you this is how this podcast happened you've been doing drag brunch at tell market that's right on sundays (laughs) that is correct i am there every sunday uh we have seatings at 2 and 3 p.m it is fabulous. We have $20. In Chelsea, we have a $20 bottomless mimosa. I'm sorry. That is insane. I wish they did delivery so they could just bring it over to me. <laughs> I mean, they probably would. They probably would. They probably do have delivery. <laughs> Especially, like, I'll, shit, I'll walk it over to you. <laughs> Please. So where, where is it in Chelsea Market? Chelsea Market is freaking gigantic. So yeah. Chelsea, uh, um, after... If you walk in the main concourse, you're going to walk all the way down. So there is two Ayata ties. Ayata tie, there's a little annex mm-hmm. that's basically just like a strip of booths and like a place that like the liquor is stored for that bar and like a cashier. And then if you continue down past the waterfall, past the um, where you would like turn to go downstairs to the restrooms, mm-hmm. it's right there inside into the back there's also an entrance on 16th street to it so you can go either way but that's where it is it's about a five minute maybe five minute walk yep like to the outdoor from the back that back door i think it's not far it's like toward the back of the building after the restaurant space yeah chelsea market's very hard to describe being like where is it in there (laughs) I mean, especially after the pandemic, so many places closed and then they yes. opened so many new places. So I don't know. I, I'm there three times a week and I don't know where anything is. <laughs> I literally feel like I'm like, it's over the river, through the woods. Yeah. You cross through the little like planted with all the daisy things that are there right now. Yeah. There's flowers. It's really and a joy, it, but it's like. If you end up in Jersey, you've gone too far. It's yeah. It's true. You end up <laughs> in Little right. Island. What are you doing there? <laughs> um, how long have you been doing the brunch there? I don't know if you said. Um, so Pride Sunday will be my ninth, I believe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's a new brunch. Relatively new. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's nice. It's, it's hard because it's a tourist spot. So mm. all what's great is like <laughs> teaching them what drag is. Yep. And each week has gotten better and better and better. Yep. That's good. Like not just tip wise, but like just interaction wise more people being like let's take a picture like oh i had so much fun thank you so much we've had some repeat offenders come so it's it's starting to grow we're building it chelsea market is just like i feel like you have to bust for your life that's what i do my job yeah you're just like talking to strangers nonstop from literally every part of the world hope they speak english because i don't speak any other language and try to get them to do things (laughs) yeah between our seatings we go out into the like the hallway the main hallway and we Mm -hmm. like 
for lack of a better word, harass people. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what you do at Chelsea Market, though, when you work. <laughs> that's what you got to yeah. do, honestly. It's just, it's such a weird venue. And I mean, I don't know anybody that lives in the city that goes there, TBH, besides. No, th- no, but nobody, like, because I'm there so much, like, there's no native New Yorkers unless they're showing around their friends and family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. all torch. Mm-hmm. They, they started like putting posters out and stuff which has been a big help yeah um but that's also where the republican man got yeah yeah <laughs> his fodder for his twitter you just never know who's walking through the doors and i lately i've just been seeing a lot of celebrities i used to see a lot of celebrities pre-pandemic but now i'm seeing more now <laughs> i mean honestly if that guy would have come into my brunch i would have bullied him so yeah he had to, to be hide fair. behind twitter yeah but usually I feel like people are pretty accepting in Chelsea Market. Chelsea, oh, yeah. Mar- Chelsea Market is the second highest um tourist destination over Times Square. It seems really? like yeah, it seems like it's people go in like it's like a million a week or something crazy. Like through the doors. Jesus That's Christ. insane. Yeah, something like that. New York Times did an article I read about. <laughs> <laughs> um switching subjects to well maybe not i don't know high popularity that's my mind for this segue um because <laughs> we uh we touched upon it on the first part of our interview but your love for pop culture um can you tell us about your love for disney and uh, specifically mary poppins well mary poppins is my favorite it's okay there are many different facets to disney okay mm-hmm. there's there a lot that goes on yeah. so there's like the parks There's like, you know, there's the movies, but in the movies, there's also like the live action movies, like the classic ones. And then there's also like the contemporary ones. Then there's also like the animated ones that say they're not animated, but are like the Lady and the Tramp movie that just came out. That was like, Uh, it's all CGI. CGI. Yeah. 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 But it was real, but it wasn't, but it was real. Yeah. 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 Um, And then there's like the musicals and like the princesses and like, you know, all that. And then there's like the straight side of Disney. I don't like that shit. <laughs> What's the straight side of Disney? <laughs> the straight side of Disney? Um, that would be like Star Wars. Oh. Well, that's like um, Disney properties that they acquire. You think still Disney. You think Star Wars is straight? Honey. Yes. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> this that's where the straights go. That's true. Maybe, but they go Mama, to Star Wars. Mama Jar-Jar I'm not thinks- saying that they are not (laughs) you know what made me gay fat nipples that's pretty chris o'donnell and fat (laughs) nipples i remember when that happened Mm -hmm. i um not to make you guys feel old that was uh a little before my time Uh, you were like born that year that movie came out right yeah yeah what movie which one uh yeah bat nipple and robin bat nipple and robin bat nipples and robin (laughs) yeah yeah um but yeah no disney like i love disney and i mary poppins specifically was something that i grew up watching Mm. and i've always loved julie andrews julie andrews is a diva that Mm -hmm. like you asked me earlier in the interview about like my pop stars but really it's more like broadway stars Mm -hmm. that's really like where cherry comes from and julie andrews has always been a huge inspiration for me because Hello, four octave range. Who the fuck can say that? No one. Nope. Um, 
and just like seeing what she did and how she did things and now as an adult like going back and like seeing her prepare for Mary Poppins and how Mary Poppins changed her life it kind of did the same thing for me in a way um and that's kind of where like my love for Mary Poppins came from and also like who doesn't love a bitch that can fly under like an umbrella hello you don't need a broom I'm not a witch I'm a nanny <laughs> what did Let's you think see. of the newest version I liked it I think it played, uh, played an appropriate amount of homage to the original while also being very different yeah. but it kept the it kept the whimsical like I'm a Mary Poppins blah 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 blah, blah. like it was sweet and it kind of opened like a I've been watching a lot of Marvel movies so let's go with the multiverse of Mary Poppins just, you're right you're not even wrong that's correct <laughs> next thing we know nanny mcphee's gonna be flying down and be like oh bitch i need that crossover i knew now. you were that motherfucker <laughs> i need that crossover like yesterday i will watch the hell out of that yeah F- fuck dr strange and the multiverse of madness i want nanny mcphee ex mary poppins crossover event Wait, of the century what if that was like <laughs> mary poppins and the multiverse of madness i'd watch that <laughs> I'd watch it. someone needs to do it like that as a theme drag show just every nanny yeah like fran fine can be in there um, of a thousand mary poppins is- yeah i still think they should remake mary poppins as a horror film after that i'm sure you've seen that like viral video where they re-edit the trailer for Mary Poppins as like a horror movie. <laughs> oh, like Mary Poppins comes to like Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do I have my knife over here anywhere? Ooh. I have a I have a completely rhinestoned like <laughs> as you should, as every queen should. <laughs> um and with that, I think we should take our last little break. Um uh, we'll be back with our usual wrap-up shenanigans kids. Crowning. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm dilated. Oh, I'm dilated. Oh, oh it's a stillborn. Oh, oh no, Jerry, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, well, we just had a lovely discussion about um reality competition shows um that we won't elaborate <laughs> on. Um, but Jerry, um, do you have any plans on going on RuPaul's Drag Race, Dracula, Camp Wanakiki? whatever legendary maybe um well i'm not Aja, so no <laughs> uh no honestly i would love to do drag race i think it'd be a lot of fun um i like i said i i love reality tv and pop culture so being involved in that i kind of know where i would fit i think mm-hmm. um i know the the track that that would be put in so i i feel like i could do it i've only auditioned once before and I I'm I'm excited to maybe take, make a tape this year. We'll see like where my life is and what I'm doing. Because last year I was too busy and I was like, I'm not going to do something I don't feel I can put my 100 percent into. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of work and like to do it well to where I'm like I want to get cast and like I needed to represent who I am. 
it's a lot to ask to like measure that into 10 minutes <laughs> yeah it's a lot I think you would yeah. do great on Drag Race. I think your confessionals, because they really like choose girls based on their looks and their confessionals, you would destroy. That's mm-hmm. kind of the issue, though, with like the way that they do um, the tape is that yes. they want you to do your confessional, but they want you to also like tell your life story a little bit. Yep. In the span of I mean, a minute. Have you auditioned or looked at like ever read anything? I, I've, I, I've, I've helped people audition and it's it, insanity. Like, yeah and like I love it and like it's what drag queens need to be doing I think Mm -hmm. like what it's asking is like very much like what we do but it's a lot of work yeah and what they want they don't give people enough time to do they also don't really like New York City girls in the last couple of years well this year looks like it's gonna be a little different story so well what do you mean by that (laughs) we'll see we can talk in a minute (laughs) <laughs> talk off mic off mic <laughs> but yeah I would love to do it I think it'd be fun um, also like I want the higher booking fee and I want to tour I would love to tour that's kind of like I, I love traveling but if I have a chance to like see the sites and also like make money I would rather do that so I feel like that'd be a lot of fun but, I can see um, it for you yeah. As far as I think, dr- I, I think you should audition because I, I, I could see it. Well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm usually pretty good at predicting who's going to end up on Drag Race, so you never know. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> we, I'll come we, back after I get on Drag Race. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I oh, mean, break that, you, break what, that NDA. <laughs> right. When, when you see, like, especially like New, like New York City, like, so many girls end up on the show you can tell who's gonna end up on the show i mean there's like for my career for me specifically i have like set certain goals and like at certain like my age and like how long i've been doing a certain thing to like then be like okay so the next project like i have to start working on that project i can only like idle in what i'm doing until something else happens or I have to make something else happen. So I give myself a certain amount of time for the thing to happen. Like I gave myself until I turned 30 when I was 26 to do drag full time. It happened. Now I'm like, okay, so in the next five years or 10 years, I want to be able to open a bar if I don't get on drag race. Mm-hmm. So I should probably start building, putting those blocks in place to then hopefully open a bar in the next five to 10 years because then I can be the entertainment director there. And that's like a drag goal that I would be like, okay, so then I only have to work three nights a week and then I can run entertainment and that can be my job and I don't have to worry about money. Cool. Like, it's like the layers of things. And it's like, okay, then I want to open a theater when I'm like 40. So like, I have like 15 years to do that. Like I have like crazy plans and I'm like, I want to do them all. And then it's like, oh, we're gonna drag race and tour and then open Mm -hmm. the bar. Mm And then do this thing or like tour and then like get world famous. And I don't know, like get on Broadway and do TV shows and live that life. I'm open to it all. She's open ladies. The thing I do want is a crown. So (laughs) that is my next, like my next three year goal is like, I want to win at least a crown or two. Girl, we'll just get you dental insurance. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I want Miss Stonewall. 
Miss Stonewall is the one I want. If Miss Monster came back, I would want Miss Monster. And then I want Miss Comedy Queen or All American Goddess. Mm, Those are the four I have my sights on because they're the creative ones. Mm -hmm. I could see it. Why not? Yeah. Put a crown on it. Give me a crown. Um, what do you have coming up for you? This episode's coming out early July. Where can the first find um, you? Yeah, first week of July. So I just I just hosted Polish the Queen last week with Fifi Dubois for the first time. So I'm going to be doing that again in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I have a couple of private gigs happening. I'll be doing brunch every week at Ayata Thai and Chelsea Market. I'm at Monster Bar every Friday hosting Drag Race with Octavia Anye. I'm at Spunk Party Thursday nights, Saturday nights, and Sunday nights. And then I'm around doing shows at like Feathers next month, I think I'm popping in. I have like, I think a diva show next month. I think I have like a trivia night that someone asked me to do. So just like random things throughout the month, but all fun, all good. That's good. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So what's the best advice you've been given about drag, doing drag, all of it? The best advice I could say is be yourself. There was a long time where I feel I wasn't leaning into the Broadway. I was like, I sing, but I don't want to sing in drag. I want to like be the dancing pop girl. And then I was like, no, you can do all of it. And it's fine. Just like do it to the best of your ability and no one's going to say anything about it. Like people don't talk shit about people that, that try really hard. Because even if they're bad, they're still like, at least that person's trying. I won't name names, but no, I well, agree. <laughs> there, and then there are some, there, I mean, there are exceptions to every rule, okay? Yes. <laughs> but for a general rule, as long as you're trying and constantly trying to improve, mm-hmm. no one's really going to talk about you, but they will talk about how bad you used to be. <laughs> But you can't listen to that. Yes, I've thrown up on the street and fallen down in Christopher Street before. We don't talk about it. That was last week. It's fine. <laughs> we don't talk morning. about the fact that at Comedy Queen, I got blackout drunk in the back row and read my <laughs> scores on the side of the street afterward and yelled at one of my dancers on the street because there were two people that said a dancer fucked up. And I turned and I said, <laughs> no i did not fall asleep with a lash right here on my face after that because i was so drunk because i drank an entire bottle of jack with fifi dubois (laughs) we don't talk about that we don't talk about that that was just an airbnb story (laughs) we don't talk about the time i fucked someone outside of pieces we don't talk about that only pieces only pieces well, that, well, we don't talk about the time I sucked dick in the bathroom. Oh, there we go, baby. <laughs> That's the one that got on Twitter. That I had to have someone take down. Gag. Well, I think that leads to It was not a gag. I have no gag reflex, so I'm not sure ah! what you're talking about gag. <laughs> this perfectly leads into our next question. Um, uh, I know you're going to give me a good one, but can you give us a scandalous, tantalizing, salacious, never been done before 
tale from nightlife that um the a crazy moment that you've either experienced heard about did um what do you got tell us um so there's like there's a couple so i'm gonna give i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you one or two okay (laughs) so early on in my drag career there was a queen named bitsy pieces who and i remember people's names i'm like an elephant i'll find you and i'll trample your body afterward try me kill you in the I, desert and then i'll find your body during the funeral oh, kill you <laughs> again <laughs> anyway um, bitsy pieces <laughs> she came in i was doing ultimate drag pageant at the west end back when nidra bell and marty Cumming were doing it and this girl came in with a fist in her anus and sang a song it was, i think it was disney week and did um kissed the girl but instead said fist the girl and proceeded to pull out the fist on stage and put it on the piano dripping wet i touched that piano oh no so that was that was one moment that was early on in that <laughs> where i was like people are fucking bad shit really are this ain't broken um yeah, no, recently right? however <laughs> I am a girl that like I'm a party girl, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a party princess. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with traumas like daddy issues. I grew up with alcohol issues. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, I I have done a lot of like wild things this last year. So after the glam awards, um, I was with the queen, and I will not say her name because I love her, and I'm not gonna call her out. But we, oh, God, this is bad. <laughs> oh god okay so we performed for a certain queen at the glam awards um and then afterward we went downstairs and had a little kiki with some girls um this kiki turned into us then going to the after party at the queue mm-hmm. where there was like for some reason they were closing at 2 a.m which i didn't understand but then after that we went to hush and then Willem Ballet came up to me and was like you're very pretty and I was like, coming from you, that's actually a compliment. Thank you. Um, and then we went to the bathroom together because that's what girls do. And then afterward, we went to industry. After industry, we I took a cab home. But in this cab, I uh, was very aggressively hitting on my driver. That's one and by aggressively, I mean... I got in the front seat and started sucking his dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, I have a girlfriend. And I was like, I have that lipstick. Come on, let's go. <laughs> um, and then he was like, okay, we have to stop. So he's driving while it's happening. Roadhead in New York. Very fun. Still have a wig on. This is the first time I've ever done this, by the way. I've never hooked up in drag before, except for this one. And he <laughs> sucking his dick, right? <laughs> Sorry. I just, I just see the way you're gonna edit this, and it's just be like, so I was sucking his dick, and then it's gonna be a tangent. Okay, so back, I was sucking his dick. <laughs> mm-hmm. So <laughs> you think she's editing this part? Absolutely not. No. Oh, let's, let's say it together. So, so I was sucking, sucking his, his dick, dick. <laughs> <laughs> and 
he was like, do you want to fuck? And I was like, I just looked at him. I was like, I'm very drunk right now. So I'm not sure how it's going to be. And he was like, okay. And I was like, great. So he puts on a condom. And I take my, I slide my pads off into my tights. So I'm wearing nothing. I'm wearing it. Let me show you the dress. One second. Oh my God. I'm wearing, I'm wearing this dress. Okay. This little dress. So my little coochie coochie is right there. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here I am in this beautiful little dress I made, like hiking it up, like a fucking slut on a Sunday and like climb on top of him. He pulls over. This is not while he's driving. So he pulls over. He's behind this like snowbank. And we proceed to fuck. Um, I, my wig is like here and I keep hitting the ceiling. (laughs) And I'm like, one second. I just go to the back seat. I, I scalp myself. <laughs> it's inglorious bastards up in here. I'm scalping myself, throwing shit. <laughs> and I'm on top of this man. And he's just like, my girlfriend just can't know about this. I was like, well, good thing you're not going to smell like pussy. And I was just like, right. <laughs> <laughs> so we come. And he's like, I want you to come on me. And I was like, okay. So I pull my dress all the way up. And I'm like, here we go. I'm just like, flap. And then I slide, flip over and I'm sitting and I'm like, like in down. He like takes the condom out, throws it out the window. I like slide my dress back down. I put my pads and my stuff in my bag. And then we're just like talking. He drives me the rest of the way home. I get inside. Granted, that was like a 45 minute little adventure I went on. I get inside and I open up my phone and he had charged me. $145 $145 for the ride. This ride was only supposed to be $25. So I called Lyft and I said, <laughs> let me give you this. That's all. I'm a terrible person. So I said, oh my God, I just got out of my car and I was sexually harassed by my driver. He pulled his dick out and like started jerking off in front of me. And then I had to run, but he kept the timer running. And, um, I think I fired, got him fired. So, oh my god! <laughs> and here's the best part: you can decide what part of that's true. <laughs> it's been a while since we've both been speechless about a story. Word <laughs> here is no words. <laughs> But bitch, that next day I walked into work and I was like, I just got fucked last night. Uh, I was like, I pulled a straight guy. Because for some reason, I pulled trade and drag and I don't understand it. Because you're a beautiful woman. Well, th- thank you. <laughs> but also like, I will pull like the twinky hot little twink. And I'm like, why are you into me? Is it because I'm aggressive like your father? Like that's an issue you need to take up with the therapist, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need a cigarette after this podcast. <laughs> Freaking dead. <laughs> oh my Tiddly god. do zippity do da day, bitch. That's all I gotta oh, say. My god. <laughs> Where's my babe? Lordy, lordy, lordy. 
so good. I'm dead. I'm dead. Okay. Well, I I already also told you the story about Florida. Like, I can't. The other, like, the most recent story was Florida, where I got drunk in the back and was like, I don't know, talking a lot of shit, and I didn't realize how loud I was talking it. Oh shit! And we put. We smuggled in a, a Jack, a bottle of Jack in like mm. a Gatorade bottle that we were drinking in the dressing room. And when I didn't make top 10, I went down there and I chugged the rest of it. <laughs> and then we went and sat down in the back and Fifi went and got another like, you know, like the Starbucks cups, like the grande full of whiskey mm-hmm. and brought that back to the seat. And we started passing it back and forth. But I was like, I can't believe I fucking didn't make top 10. Like, what the fuck? Like passing us back and forth, go outside, yell at my dancer. We go back to the Airbnb. The dancers go to a sex party. I am in this like Airbnb with Fifi. Fifi decides that she's going to make us little vodka shots out of the rest of the liquor we have. So she just combines the rest of the vodka into a glass, stirs it up with her hand, pours it into two things and says, bottoms up, girl. Then she goes to a bathhouse. And I'm sitting there on the couch being like, I should probably get out of drag. And then I just fall asleep. <laughs> and I will send you the picture. Because if there's a way podcast can be visual i literally have i look like a picasso painting oh actually we'll probably could use that for a promo if you want like it is me laying there on this and my it's a full like four picture arc of like and it you can see what happens <laughs> because it's me asleep it's me like waking up and slowly seeing my dancers taking pictures of me me going swat at the camera and then me just going <laughs> at the end. I want to see it. And then we drank more <laughs> and then smoked a lot more weed. And then um, I went to bed like a sensible adult. They, well, one of them went to a sex party and then the other one went to bed with a guy. And then the guy that went to a sex party, I thought was Fifi when, she, when I woke up because Fifi had an early flight. And I just saw him like, laid out naked on the bed and I was like Fifi and I was like that's not Fifi's butt and so I turned around and walked out (laughs) yeah and then Elise and I brought um margaritas to the airport and drank them on the way as one does especially in Florida yeah yeah baby you're never drunk not you're never not drunk in Florida let's be real right honestly you gotta be (laughs) Florida was fun. I like. I get why people live there, but also, I would never want to live there. Correct answer. Correct answer. <laughs> Caitlin, take us home with our last question. I mean, I feel like we kind of addressed it earlier. In okay. This segment. What was it? Uh, where do you see your drag in the future? Oh, famous. <laughs> Done. I feel like we already answered this question. So. Tape love. <laughs> yeah um i just want to be able to create a space for people to like do what they want to do and like be diverse and fun and creative i want to bring like productions back i want to bring like i feel like a lot of people are not they don't like plan like their looks to their like numbers to their for shows anymore and like i get like you have to wear one costume for like if you're hosting your own show i get that but i'm talking about like production shows i'm like i want production value like money behind it looking good custom shit like that's what i strive to do in like the next 10 years is like have the resources to be able to do all of that the bird cage yeah yeah maybe that's the name of the bar <gasps> yeah do it Ag. 
Um, well, thank you so much for joining us on our little little show. This thank you all for having me. Oh, anytime. Where can the kids find you on the internet? You can find me at Cherry Poppins NYC on Instagram, uh, Venmo, uh, Farmers Only, Mouse Mingle, Hinge, and then it's Miss Poppins NYC on TikTok and Twitter. Twitter. And what's the all? Drop the all. Where's yeah, the what's news? that? Oh, the nudes um, at No Bazaar. <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, um, no, uh the nudes, well, you can find that on Sniffies. I see all the queens on Sniffies. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> Put uh drag queen in your bio so we can stop finding each other like this girls. No. No, I will not. <laughs> if you got a nice ass and a di- nice dick, I will come for you no matter if you are a crossdresser or not. I will find you. I will put it in my mouth and I will make it milk. The ass especially. <laughs> and I will go yodelay hee hee while you're fucking me. <laughs> I'm going to do the podcast. I'm, <laughs> I'm with Mark here. I'll see you next time. We're going to I'm C. Tepper. You can follow me on Instagram at C-T-E-P-P-E-R and read my book, The State of Drag, where I interviewed 175 drag queens from around the world. All proceeds go to charity on Amazon.com. Ooh, I love that. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DragTheMartyr. And if you have any thoughts, comments, dick pics, send them to DragTheMartyr at gmail.com. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Pandora. And catch up with past episodes on Work.com. That's W-E-R-R-R-K.com. Artwork for Wigging Out was provided by Glitter Baby Online. That's Glitter Baby Online. Thank you.